Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, iHeartRadio, YouTube Music, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony the Bull Caruso back with you for another highlights package and we are going to be kicking off the first of our two major podcast highlights of the New South Wales Premier Cricket Competition Finals This time around, it will be the men's for the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. The match was played between the Sydney Tigers and Sydney University out of Dromoyne Oval. The two teams coming into the finals, Sydney, well, they managed to get over the line against Gordon. And uh, it's Sydney batting first, setting the target of seven for 164 after contributions by Anthony Mosca, Jacob Bethel and William Fort. While for Gordon, it was Dal McKay who almost dragged them over the line, but some great death bowling from um, Nick Bills and Harry Menenti ensuring that Sydney held on. For Sydney University, they are up against the surprise packets of Blacktown Mounties, and after Blacktown Mounties won the toss and elected to bat, they set a reasonable total of 8 for 137, thanks to... Score of 52 from their all-rounder in Jack Blatherwick. Uh, the damage for Sydney University done by Hugo Aikida with 3 for 41 and Dylan Hunter with 3 for 13. Sydney University afterwards, well, they did it off the last ball. Ryan McElderf getting 52 not out of 47, helped along by Devlin Malone with 20 not out. And it was that man again, Jack Blatherwick, who got 2 for 45 off his 4, helped along by... Puru Gore, who got two for eight. The game was played out at Dromoyne Oval, and after a fairly lengthy rain delay, we managed to get play started with the match ending up at 10 overs aside. Sydney University won the toss and elected to field first. Your commentators on the day were Kiwi Mick Reinish, Matt Mears, Shane Evans, and Georgia Lomashvitarin. It will be Mosca to face up here, right-handed batter. It's going to be explosive stuff here, a 10 over each final. Here goes Maladay for the first ball of the final now. Right arm bowler runs it now. Left outside the off stump, good bounce through to the keeper there. And Cummins, the captain, of course. Plenty of chirp out in the middle straight away by the Sydney University team. Is well, it chirped by the boys or is it by the supporters that are sitting on the both on the hill? I can begin to hear them more than the actual players on the field. Yep, they're all one team. So here goes Melody again to Mosca, flicks it off his pads. This could be four as it rolls away down finally. The, the grass is going to be a little bit slow, the field and the, the cover of the ball through that field, but it is four off his pads. So good start here by the Sydney Tigers. It's actually wide. Wide as well. So yeah, five wides to the total. Nice, nice little start there for the Sydney Tigers, but uh, um, Maladay, yeah, needs to find that um, line and length. He needs to find that radar as well in these short games. You can't be giving those away. Maladay again. Dances down the wicket here, Moskin. Interestingly, just leaves it outside the off stump. A little bit of word between the bowler and the batter here. They chatting about what they had for dinner last night. Wonder what it was. 
Well, you put it this way: if it's been if, if it's been raining here, you honestly could not tell. That ball did not slow up at all. That still travelled a fair clip out to the boundary. Definitely comes in again now, Maladay. And this one, now he's got some bat on it. And this could roll away for four as well. The fielder trying to chase it down, though. Drags it in just before the rope. A great effort diving there. It was about a metre away from the boundary in the end. So the Sydney Tigers is getting the old scoreboard ticking here in this 10-over match, of course. And they'll move through to no wicket for eight here. They got three in the end from that one. And on strike now will be Jason Bethel. Melody now to Mosca, he's absolutely slammed this one, that's a huge six! Onto the hill here at Dremoyne Oval, that has gone a mile. What a great shot here to get the crowd going, and that's all the way for half a dozen. I love that the spectators just all stood there and went, so you're going to go get it? I'm not getting it. <laughs> Eventually two people went to get it, but um, you know, I thought there'd be a little more excitement to go get the ball. If anyone's been watching the, what's the Governor-General's game against Pakistan last weekend up at AB Field. It's a similar type of situation with this pitch. It's on the furthest side, furthest deck closest to the hill. Very expensive over here. Last ball over, pushes it down the pitch. He'll run, race through for a single chance of a run out of the batters and he won't get it. No wicket for 16 after one over here. Very good start for the Sydney Tigers. Right-handed batter to right, or right-handed bowler to right-handed batter. And this one's going to roll away for four as it is the fielder chases it down. Yes, it certainly is, and he got a little bit of wood on that as well. So Mosca already on 15, of course, repeating in their conference final win against Gordon last week. The Sydney Tigers, Mosca 37, Bethel 38. So coming in with some good form in this competition. Bethel on strike. Goes down the wicket. He skied it, and he's gone. He's caught. So Sydney University get their first wicket. They love that one. Bethel dances probably two metres down the wick. It goes for the big hoik into the onside in court. And it's one for 23 here. The Sydney Tigers batting first in this 10-over contest. Yeah, well, it's a good piece of bowling there. Obviously, he's trying to make him hit towards that longer or offside to the, to the left-handed batter. But like any good left-hander, when they see a short leg side boundary, they're going to try and manoeuvre. The, the, the ball onto that shorter side but just sort of bounced maybe a little bit more than he was expecting it to. It was a good delivery there but all it could take is that top edge and get caught and it was the wicket that uh, Sydney Uni needed to get themselves back into this one. Yeah, he's just tried to try to muscle that over and it's hit just a little bit too high on the bat around that, the stickers but Jordan Gauchi is taking a fairly comfortable chest mark about 15-20 metres from the bat. So that's the end of the second over now. One for 23 here, the Sydney Tigers. Remembering listeners, this is 10 overs per team. So both teams are going to give it everything. They've got 60 deliveries each, basically, to see what they can come up with, especially in this first innings for the Tigers. Oh, this is a huge shot into the onside. That's onto the road here at Tremoyne Oval, nearly on the top of that hill. What a huge six that is. Mosca absolutely unleashing the power. Oof. And that is an absolute ripper. One for 29. The only way you're getting that ball back is if someone's going for a nice long run, because that is <laughs> yeah, outside. There is. There is. It's a gent going for out, a run. Because it's, it's about three metres outside the fence. Yeah. It didn't even, yeah. couldn't even roll back under the fence for them. How rude. 
But they said there is a little gate up there with a, with a set of stairs. They couldn't even open that up for him. Yeah, unfortunately, that's been... That's locked here by the council, no, so... Forest, run. No, no, guy, no, no, no. We've got a guy with an umbrella. Oh! Here we oh, go. Here we go. This is like Pukikura Park when you're trying to get that ball in the hatches, isn't it? The kids and the players. It's all happening here at Dremoyne Oval. I can't believe we're on air. It's like backyard cricket. You oh, hit it on the roof, you've got to get the rake out to get the ball down. There you go. You've got to get, <laughs> get rake that out. Ladder, get that ladder and... Uh... <laughs> Try not to swan on my mine was badly hitting it into the next door's yard, so it was the rake trying to get it back. Mosker on strike again, he's absolutely pounded this one. That's as far as the last one. It's over the trees, over the scoreboard, and almost over that fence behind it all. What a massive six! This is explosive stuff by the Sydney Tigers. They were prepared after this two hour delayed start to put on some fireworks. Right, so don't bowl there. Take a there. breath. Don't bowl there. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely have. But we can now we can now see the power play has been completed, and the official photographer here, Ian Bird, is the gentleman that's sitting out there in between the tree and the and the scoreboard, just in case something goes close. But I'm assuming Ian, who's one of the best photographers going around, has got some pretty good pictures from those, which will be up on the Cricket New South Wales website soon enough, as we speak. So we see Malone coming into the attack. We yep. saw him last week really make a difference to that run rate. So I said, I think a good move here by Tim Cummins. Bring him on as soon as he can with when he can get the protection on. But I must say, I said, we are looking quite juicy here as a as a hit over uh, long off Georgia. So your if hands the ball ready? does come in, you're, you're the, oh, you're the you're... premier player here. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All no, right. Is, no, I, I, I think, to be honest... Why do you throw me under the bus? To be honest, I think we're safe here because... It's fairly well, long boundary. Big, no, because whilst Nathan Doyle is facing, obviously the hill boundary is now in his swing arc. So if he hits it straight. So yeah, <laughs> if he hits it straight, where we may be in trouble. But if he hit, puts Maybe. it short, that light tower is in trouble. Devlin Malone now, who's been an outstanding form. He's nearly bowled him. That one stayed very low outside the, the off stump. Bamboozled all of them. And Malone actually had figures of one for ten off his four overs in their conference. Final win against Blacktown Mounties last week. He gets straight into his work. Here he goes again. Right arm bowler tries to whip this one off his pads. He'll pick up a single to the man at backwards square leg. Malone, oh, he's gone for the big shot. And he's oh. going to clear the field in between the two fielders there. And Kaukuna has gone for six. Six of the best again here. Great stuff by Doyle. That'll settle him down. And this is great stuff by the Tigers. They're going to... On their way to racking up a big score, even if Malone can cop some sixes, it's pretty good work. Well, I said it is that short boundary out towards the leg side for the left-hander. There is that rope in there. It might be in just a little bit more than we can see from our commentary position. There's left arm spin, flick nicely off the pads. Will they try and challenge for a second here? They come back, they throw to the bowler's end. Is he gone? No. Tell you what, that was very close. Could have been a run out. Too. Very dramatic. Yeah, so there wasn't too much disappointment, so must have made his ground. But read something about Dylan Hunter earlier today that he's looking at making the move over to New Zealand for the uh, for next season. He's got good taste. Yeah, he's not, doesn't uh, doesn't feel he's getting a good looking at New South Wales. Could go to the Firebirds and uh, last ball to complete the fifth over before I pass over to Matt Mears. Mosca's on 32 here off pretty much five overs. It's great work. Here we go now, Hunter again, the left arm spinner. He smashes this one down the ground. 
Oh, great fielding on the boundary, though. They run back for a second, and it's not going to be a chance of a run out this time. So a couple off that. Five overs gone here, the Sydney Tigers. One for 57. Over to you, Matt Mears. Thanks, Kiwi Mick. Yeah, one for 57 off five here. Halfway through this first innings of the Kingsgrove Sports and a T20 Cup grand final. You got Mosca 34 not out off 17 deliveries. Four, one, four, three sixes. Nathan Doyle out there, they're also the left-hander. He's 12 off nine with one six as well. I think with nine wickets in hand, uh, Shane and Giorgio, I don't think we're going to get any, any respite in that run rate. And I think it's going to be interesting to see um, with uh, how much they just keep going because it's, it's, it's almost caution to the wind type stuff now. Definitely will be. Now the fact that you're also now seeing Ryan McElduff about to come in and bowl his right arm, right arm slow at the moment. Nathan Doyle, left arm. He would be looking to try and tee off and get this score as high as they can at the moment. Comes in now to Moscow, and this one's played down towards our position at long on. They'll look for two here as it's oh, in the field, uh, but that's a bit of sloppy fielding there from uh, Maladay. Just uh, goes through the hands, maybe hits a bit of a damp spot here in this outfield. But I think uh, that was that soft runs. spot that we were talking about earlier. It's a Ben, it's a Ben cutting slip. <laughs> no, no, the Ben cutting slip was. Oh, I see the ball. I'll slide anyway. <laughs> Oh, I said another handy four. Moscow moves on to 41. One, Sydney Tigers, one for 66 here. One delivery left in the six over. That wow. run rate, that, that run rate of 10 is still, is still going really well. Still means you're looking around about 100, 105. I'd be, I'd be looking for more than that, but we'll see how they go. And Doyle sweeps and sweeps hard. It is the long boundary, and it's six. That, that, that rope is a good five metres in from the picket fence here, but it cleared the fielder there. In um, in Akita there at uh, deep mid wicket, trying to go back, but uh, it's over his head. Six to Nathan Doyle. He moves to f he moves to 21, and now one for 76 here. They're really getting a move on here, the Sydney Tigers. I don't care whatever ground that's in. That's going over a fence, especially yeah. North Sydney. Big hit again and. Well played now, Doyle. It was right up in the block hole on the leg stumps. Flicks it on the leg side. Looks for two. But uh, again, good fielding out there. Cuts it to one. Must admit, though, the, the ground fielding has been, other than the one exception, very good here. They're cutting off those twos back to ones. But you just feel that wickets is what they need to, to quell this run rate as it uh, keeps going up. One for 77 here. One ball left in the seventh. And Mosker again goes long. He goes big. He goes and over. that's six, <laughs> straight down the ground, almost into the side screen. I said no one down there for the students. He was very wide there at long on. Great way and to bring up your 50 too. Well, that's what I was about to it's say. Style. Brings up the 50 after seven overs, 24 deliveries. Anthony Mosca, he is really trying to get the momentum towards the Sydney Tigers side and, and set something that's going to be almost impossible for the students to chase. But then again, even even though, fair enough, Anthony Mosker's got his 50, Doyle's going well on 22 at the moment. We've seen this, this Sydney Uni team and obviously Georgia from close-hand experience mm -hmm. being the sister club. Yep. These guys can hit and hit well, but they're going to need everything to go off and go well to be able to do it. 
here we go. We see Malone now coming for his second over from the northern end. First ball sweeped up high by Doyle. All it does is go straight up in the air. Tim Cummins gets into position, takes the catch, and that's the second wicket down now here for the Sydney Tigers. Two for 83, one ball into the eighth over. Well, uh, let's see if that's the turning point of this innings as well for uh, for the Tigers and, of course, Sydney as well, getting that wicket too as uh, the hecklers, sorry, the spectators, um, give their little bit of support from the sideline. Well, we love the... We love, this, we love, uh, the, 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 love the, heckling. The, I love oh, a bit of heckling. Um, or the Gordon banter. ones, the Gordon ones, are, they're, they're, they're very good. They sing the Na 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 song when they uh, bash me I do out. that. I did that while watching <laughs> the game with my dad in the car and he told me to be quiet because that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Well, it's a, uh, Doyle now coming into the new batter in Glenn Denning. And left-hander replacing left-hander. Good... Good, uh, good uh, tactics here by the Sydney Tigers. Just uh, keeping that right and left hand combination going. First ball just gets hit back to the bowler. And his follow through, no run. Malone just uh, getting his field set as he wants. He comes in now to Glenn Denning. He goes towards the offside and hits big. He hits huge towards the short lakeside boundary here. That's why they keep putting these left-handers in. That's another six of the total. Nice way to get for Glenn Denning to get off the mark. I love that cameraman didn't even bother to put his hand up. He was like, no, nope, <laughs> that's going to shatter my hand and I'm not going to be able to take photos. Just put, the, just put the camera around the neck. He's got the, he's the, got lanyard, the, on. the lanyard on it. So take it with both hands. He's only had to move two feet. Well, here we go, Malone here again. Glenn Denning now just goes back and slaps it hard down the ground. But uh, good fielding by the fielder here at long off in uh, Damian Mortimer getting in on that one to uh, cut off the two. Glenn Denning moves to seven. Uh, two for 90 here in the uh, eighth Ooh. over. Well, there goes Kiwi's prediction when he, when he said 90 <laughs> I would think be that's what he, I think that's probably what Sydney Uni wants to chase rather than what uh, what, what they're actually going to end up chasing here. Because this is, I wouldn't be touching that radio dial here with uh, still 2.2 overs left to go as Mosca goes big down the ground. Oh, dropped. It was Dang. huge down the ground. They were looking for, they were, he was looking to try and deposit it like he did in the last over down towards the side screen. I think there was a little too much thinking going on mm. down there as well, especially with the rope. Probably see that in his peripheral vision. We'll probably see a bit of the backdrop of the white uh, screens used for the nets as well. They picked up two. Next delivery goes by uh, Mosca, just goes into the offside, and they pick up another single. But, yeah, Jordan Gauchi, the fielder down here at long off. Yeah, there's so many things to think about when you're going down for catches like that on the rope. He wasn't on the rope and had to come back. Um, and it just meant that uh, he put that one down. Big miss because Mosca's now on 53 off 26 deliveries. Glenn Denning, he's seven, not out of three. Two for 93 off eight overs here, Ooh. the Sydney Tigers. Talk about putting on a show. As I said I wouldn't be touching this dial for the next, next two overs. 12 deliveries because uh, they're just going to keep going and keep going hard. Well, we know Kiwi was uh, struggling with the mathematics of last night's <laughs> game, but we can confirm that AJ Mosca has scored more than half the runs for Sydney. That's what more than half looks like, Kiwi. He scored almost as many runs as what the Sydney Thunder Ouch. scored yeah. last night. <laughs> Single-handedly as well. Ouch. I can hear you guys. Oh, I wasn't whispering. 
Well, we know we know Daniel Smith is listening, so I do apologise for the little jab. But as a Sixers fan, more than happy to just chuck that slide dig in. But <laughs> well, Moscow's on strike now here to Kido. He goes towards the offside. It's oh, a full no. toss. No and ball. He gets dispatched. Absolutely dispatched. It was a no ball for Hyde as well. And Moskis just got into the right position and just gone bang. As, Billy Bowden, uh, Billy in Bowden box, here in the commentary box. I'm doing the Billy Bowden impersonation, everyone. I know everyone knows him. Uh, the we, small we problem is you're, you're, a bit, you're a little bit too tall to be Billy Bowden. Out. Oh, I don't know. Well, watch out here. Free hit. Mosca now 59 of 27 deliveries. Getting a free hit well, with that average, short leg side boundary. The average amount of runs scored off a free hit is one. Oh, wow. Did you know that? They generally do yeah. try and hit it a bit hard, but with the way Moskis I do, no wonder it, it doesn't work. Well, the way Moskis hitting them, I don't think it's he, gonna, he he's going to have the, that in mind. He may be the, exem the exception. Yeah, well, as I said, if I was Sydney Uni, I'd be... Uh, I'd be going for the Yorker. Well, let's see what he does here. He's got his field set. He goes in at the pads, again at a full toss, but you'll only be able to find the man at uh, What's the short mid-wicket. One. One, yes, and they, they pick yeah. up a single. So, <laughs> Bosco moves to 60, and it's uh, two for 101. Uh, Glenn Denning faces his first ball, and he's chopped it on. Great piece of bowling. He's gone round the wicket, the young right-arm pace bowler. He's tried. He's angled it back into the body. Glenn Denning still wants to hit towards that short offside, but uh, all he can do is chop it onto his stumps. Third wicket down for 101 here. The Sydney Tigers with uh, just a couple of uh, deliveries left here in the second last over. I mean, it's all great that we've gotten uh, another wicket. Probably not the wicket we needed. <laughs> as uh, as the very dangerous man of AJ Mosker is still out there as well and probably looking to get even more runs than he already has with 60 to his name. Tell you what. With Mosca getting at least 60 here off 10, it's mm. almost the equivalent of getting a century in 20 overs. What about that for maths? <laughs> Chuck that well, one it's on almost, the abacus. It's almost, it's almost <laughs> like Steve's I'm doing ratios and night. percentages, you know? It's almost like Steve's innings last night. He got 125 and Mosca's got 60 here, yeah? Yeah. Fair, fair argument. <laughs> all, all, I, all I can say is I think he's just, whatever he gets, he hopes that they end up winning the game. Okay. Yeah, you do it for the team at this mm. point. You do it for the team, not yes. for your own... Well, first ball here is Harry Menenti is the new batter. And he pushes his first ball out to point on the offside. They pick up another single. Mosca's now back on strike. He does the big wind-up. He only gets into the leg sign, and the bowler has to field it there. at uh, short me wicket. You can hear in the effects, Mike, the, uh, the old uni faithful there enjoying that one. He, he's become a bit of a cult hero. Mm. Old young Hugo Akita over the last uh, few games. We've been lucky enough to call the uh, Sydney Uni side. Well, we heard him last week, and every time he got anywhere near the ball in his hand to bowl, all of the uni fans went up as one. And comes in here. Two deliveries left in the ninth over, and Menenti tries to he get the scoop. <laughs> well, he tried to get the scoop going, but uh, all he can do is edge it to the man at backward point. For another single, Menenti moves to two, and it's now three for 104 here with one delivery left in the ninth. So nine overs gone here now in the Kingsgrove T20 final. Sydney Tigers batting first. Three for 105. Mosca, 62 off 30 deliveries. Two fours, five sixes. 
Menenti's just joined him in the crease. He's two off two. We believe it is only a 10-10 game, but um, we could be proven wrong. So we it does apologize. Say balls left 66. Well, I think that's just defaulted to 20 overs, and they yeah. haven't changed okay. it. So cool. I, I was I was a little bit confused. I was like, I don't want to say anything just yet, but well, said so no one's bowled more than no one's bowled two, more than yeah. two overs. Okay. So. We're going to mm. have to assume that it is a 10-10. No one's gone to three as Tate comes in here to bowl Good over nine to ten from the northern end. I try. Well, it worked out well when the Pretty umpire good. started it at 428 mm. to make it a 10-10 exactly. Let's see Tate coming in to bowl the final delivery. One over for 15, his previous one, as this one goes high, high in the air towards the offside. There's two one going back, but... It looks like that man again, Akita. He ran back from his po position in point from inside the circle. Takes it going, running up, running from behind. And that's the fourth wicket gone. That dangerous man, Mosca, goes for 62. What an innings, though. What an that innings. That was an innings. I mean, you got to give Win or that. lose, that's sensational. He's done well, you, that, win or lose, that'll be one of the performances yeah. that they talk about. Yeah. Well, I said, at least... At least, even if they don't get the, the runs, any more substantial runs off this over, he, um, as, Mos as Mosca gets well and truly deserved a round of applause as he leaves the field. But he has set up this game here for the Sydney Tigers. They'll at least be chasing double digits here, the, the students in their chase that will be coming up very shortly. And we look at the new batsman, the skipper in Bo McClintock coming to the crease. He's got a big job to do. Only five balls left here to face, but you'd think he has to at least put a couple of these to the boundary if they want to take that momentum into the next innings. George, you get your hands ready. <laughs> Sorry, I was replying to a colleague. No, I'm more... <laughs> no phones while we're on air. I'm more... We'll, I'm... we'll confiscate them. I'll put it in my desk and you may get it back at the end of the day. <laughs> Who made you my teacher? <laughs> I'm more worried if you can't confiscate phones. You've got a decent right-handed... Batter coming on to face. Yeah, McClintock facing first delivery. Good oh, block hole oh, delivery from that Tate. That was so dangerous, Shane. <laughs> well, it's a good delivery there from Tate right in the block hole to the new batter. Well, I've, we've seen Bo McClintock on many an occasion on this field put balls onto the main player pavilion grandstand, and that is a huge hit, and we're about the same distance away, but straight. Wow. Needs to do it again, Tate, and he does go short, but it's a little bit there. One bounce to the fielder at mid-wicket. He's had to he's had to bounce Ooh. the ball in front of him, which lets McClintock get back for two. I said that's probably the it's probably what they want here. Maybe they'd like Benenti on strike to try and go to that short boundary, but they won't they won't knock back two. He knows that McClintock and goes towards the offside to hit into that leg side. They'll look for two again. They a bit no. of a a bit of a Mix up there, but it looks like Menenti's got back into his crease. They were they were umming and ahhing whether they'd go for that second run. And in the end, Menenti decides to go back, and it looks like he just made his ground at that striker's end. But now the left-hander with uh, two deliveries left is on strike, hitting towards that short leg side boundary here towards the east. There'd only be three letters that you'd be using if they went for that second. B B Q. Because he would be roasted oh, no, about like, halfway down I'm the sorry, beach. <laughs> yeah, I said run, I don't run mean out no. R, only R O. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Good match. George is an English teacher, did you know? MP. Oh, really? I don't know. She's no. <laughs> well, two deliveries left. 
as this one's gone high. High in the air. Oh, great catch there in the outfield. Damian Mortimer having to run across. Didn't want to leave Gauchi in it after his effort before, but he's tried to hit it big there, Harry Menenti, knowing that there's only a couple of deliveries left. But uh, all he could do was uh, get it towards that man. He's had to run a good 20 or so metres, Kiwi Mick, but safe as house is there. Yeah, I reckon, tell you what, Sydney University have been copping it, but the last two overs, they've pulled it back a little bit. They haven't been getting hit for sixes. This could easily have been 120, could have 130. Yeah, it was out of control for a while. Could have been a very different story. Yeah, yeah and that would have almost been impossible, really. Yeah, yeah that's, but now, that's now realistically. Still five, five for 108, one delivery left yeah. here. But you also look at it a bit... For if, the new batsman. If Gauchi takes that catch a couple of overs ago, mm. Mosca's sitting back in the sheds on about 49.50, not 62. So mm. take that 12, 13 runs away and then you're not chasing 100. Said one delivery left here. Will Fort now the new man on strike at number seven. He hits it down the ground. You've got to think that they've got to come back for two, and they do. McClintock turns, throws probably just just wide from the bowler there. They come back for two. We know what the target's going to be. It's going to be legs, legs 11, Nelson, Nelson. 111 <laughs> will be the target for. Sydney Uni, if they want to take out this Sydney, uh, take out this Kings Grove Sports Centre T20 Cup. Sydney University finishing off their innings at five for 110 after their 10 overs, and the star of the show, clearly Anthony Mosca, with 62 off 31 deliveries, two boundaries, and five sixes. What a performance it was from the returning champion, and what a way to put the Sydney Tigers in the box seat in this final of the Kingsgrove T20 Cup. He was well supported by Nathan Doyle, who got 22 off 15 as well. A handy partnership between them, scoring 60 for the second wicket and really setting up the Sydney Tigers' innings. For the Sydney University bowlers, uh, a, difficult position, a difficult position to really bowl in, considering they only had two overs. They were going to be in for some punishment, given the urgency of some of the batting from the Sydney Tigers. But for mine, Hugo Akita... Two for 19 off his two overs was probably the pick of the bowlers for mine. Well supported, supported by Kieran Tate, who went for two for 20 off his two overs. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have the Sydney University run chase in these highlights packages of the Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup Final right here on Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H, 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby-Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. 
Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends, or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment, and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby, or get in touch on 94777777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL, proud station sponsors of Triple H, 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Dom Rizzuto would say, look Sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, The Attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, The Attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, The Attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at The Attic at 4 High Street Hornsby. Call them on 94777777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the run chase in the grand final of the Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup between the Sydney Tigers and Sydney University. A quick reminder this that this match was reduced to 10 overs a side due to rain and Sydney off their 10 overs, 5 for 110, thanks in no small part to an incredible innings of 62 off 31 from Anthony Mosca, supported by Nathan Doyle, who got 22 off 15. We're going to pick up the innings straight away. The opening batters for Sydney University, Charlie Dummer and Dylan Hunter. It'll be Alex Glenn Denning to bowl the first ball, and your commentators, once again, Kiwi McRhinish. Matt Mears, Shane Evans, and Georgia Lomas-Fitterin. As we reach pretty much 5.30 Sydney time, and this next 10 overs is going to decide who's going to win the trophy. Will it be the Tigers or Sydney University? It will be dumber to face up to the first ball. And he's gone for a big swing and a miss outside the off stump. Opening up the bowling here for the Sydney Tigers is Alex Glendinning. Yeah, I would have thought that he'd be wanting to try and stay away from that short uh, offside there for the... The left-handed Dummer, but he put it out there saying, why not, have a go, but uh, it was too good for him, that first delivery. You would think, though, he'd go try and be getting into that uh, leg stump, make him hit towards that 
larger side of the field, which is the leg side for him uh, from this southern end. Here goes Glenn Dunning again, steaming in. The left armour goes down the wicket here, oh, and jags away and beaten outside the off stump. So a couple of dot balls to start here. Sydney Tigers bowling on the spot straight away. And this is the sort of format here with when you're facing 10 overs and a target of 111, you've got to make every over count, that's for sure. Well, we know what Dummer's intent is. I just want to hit the you-know-what out of the ball as far as I can and try and get these runs down as quickly as possible. He wants to hit possible. the leather off the ball. <laughs> he wants that cork centre left over. Here goes Glenn Dunning again. Bowling now to Dummer. Left-handed batter strikes it. Over the fence. It's going to be four runs. Over that man through the covers. He sliced it a bit, but he'll nail the boundary. The Sydney University fans loving that on the hill. Underneath the big light tower, they're off the mark. Well, we can also now see, because we started the innings, that Duckworth Lewis and pass score is up at the moment. For the end of the over, the, the Sydney Uni guys need to be 10 at the end of this over. But once again, it wouldn't count as a game if it was to stop now. Glenn Dunning again. Oh, a big swing and a miss outside the off stump. The umpire says it's all good, so nice stuff here by the Sydney Tigers. Four balls gone, four runs on the board. Glenn Dunning firing it through with his big left arm deliveries. You'd almost be sitting there if you're a dumber to take that half a step across and instead of sitting on middle to leg, which is what he normally, from what we saw last week, setting up on, set up on middle to, middle to off just to allow for that extra wide ball that he's bowling. Glenn Dunning again. Slower ball. Dummer slicer. Is it going to beat the man on the fence? Yes, it is. Beautiful shot here by Dummer. It was a slower ball. It was pretty much a half tracker, and he sliced it away and beat that man on the fence down there. In that deep position on the fence. So nice stuff here, and they're pretty much up with the rate already. But they've got to be pretty happy with this over. Can they nail a boundary off this last delivery of the over? Here goes Glenn Denny again. Quickly turns at his mark. Runs in and bowls now. Oh, and he squared him up there. Good Yorker. So one over gone here at Sydney University. No wicket for eight. The target, one, 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 and ten overs. Not a bad start there by Glenn Denning, but you have to remember, we've seen this uni side, and we've seen them do it year after year after year. They fall in a hole, and they're able to work their way back out, and until you get until you get to last ball, the 10th over, I'm not discounting them at all. We will now see Dylan Hunter. Well, we Hunter. saw it last week too. Well, we see, we've, now, we've now seen Dylan Hunter, another left-hander. Yeah. And now this is going to be interesting, obviously. Jack Nisbet will be bowling the redhead. Mm, this would be very interesting. Normally you would expect it to be Nick Bills to come on and bowl. He normally prefers to bowl from the from our end, the Greg Davis stand, but Nisbet to come on bowling his right arm over. But if he puts it short, I think those uni fans in the, under that light tower, they're in some serious trouble. Let's see how uh, quick their reflexes are now. <laughs> so here goes Jack Nisbet, very tall bowler, the big right armer. Crack down the ground, but straight to the man at mid-off. Straight to the fielder there for a dot ball. Bowled it fairly well there. He was able to put it about half a stump outside off stump. So, so Hunter hasn't had a chance to actually be able to step across and flick it over. But then again, we do know that if he wants to hit it, hit it 
pitch it on the leg stump, it will travel. Hunter can hit a very, very long ball. Just to be thinking that he'd be trying to just try and get off the mark and, and just try and get a few off the, off, uh, the square, but... I said the pressure with only three uh, with only three overs in the power play is building up. Nesbitt again. Oh, swung off his pads. That's a cracking shot all the way onto the hill. That's as big as the ones Moscow was hitting in that first innings. He smashes it off his pads, flicks it up and puts it over the fence for six. No wicket for 14 in the second. Only problem was he got two straight there. It was hitting balls pitching middle and leg and... All Hunter has to do is just basically swing through the ball. Nisbet needs to be keeping this ball outside of off stump, probably stump, stump and a half outside, and force him to drive it along the carpet outside there. As we can see, you've got, a, you've got the sweeper and the very square third man at the moment. So here goes Nisbet again. Drives it straight to that man at mid-off again. Right to the field. A good field placings. He's on six off four now, Hunter. Two balls left in the second. No wicket for 14 here. Sydney University, the target 1-1-1 and 10 overs. And the pass score at the end of this over, they need to be 19. So they'll need five off these last two deliveries just to keep in front of that DLS. Which could be important here. Of course, we need five overs to get through the match. Here goes Nisbet again. De Blasio now to Dummer. He smashes this one down the ground. It might be caught. He's gone. He's caught. The Sydney Tigers are up and about. They've eventually frustrated Dummer into the error. He's gone straight down to that wide, long-on position. Has been caught on the boundary. And you can feel the energy with the Tigers here. It's one for 16. Yeah, nice piece of bowling there. Just really just slowing it up there. Tempting him to hit it into that long part of uh, Dremoyne Oval towards... Uh, the canteen and the, the little stand over uh, to the southwest, but uh, just at the end of the day, they, they need to keep putting the, the foot on the pedal. They need to keep it going here, the students, and uh, it's been good bowling so far to keep a to keep a lid on that run rate. Definitely. So Damian Mortimer, Damian Mortimer comes to the wicket. Mortimer and Hunter put on a very good partnership a couple of games ago for the Sydney University team. De Blasio here just bowling those cheeky little left arm spinners. Taking the pace off the ball, which can create some catches in the outfield. They've got a deep long on set up for the right hander here in Mortimer. And a man down at uh, mid wicket there on the fence. So they're the two men out on the boundary here. Tension building. Here is De Blasio. Flights it up. Mortimer doesn't get it. They're going to run through for a single, though. Didn't time that one. He'll get off the mark, though. And it brings Hunter back on strike. It just shows you what happens when you lose a wicket. The, the par at the start of the over was 17. It's now 30. So Hunter on strike. He's on eight. Menenti. He slices this. And it's going to be one bounce into the fence for four. Beautiful drive through the covers there. He timed the... Timed that one very well. He moves into double figures, one for 23. How bad is that when you're the two fielders, you literally only have to move about eight steps either way. And you stare the, at each other. And you're both looking at it as it goes past the fence. Well, it's impressive as well. That's the long boundary. Yeah, that is boundary. also impressive, true. Menenti again to Hunter. Through to the keeper. He missed it. Every dot ball was key. 
Kiwi Viz, well, I'd have the Tigers <laughs> 78, Sydney University 22 Ooh. at this stage, to be honest. I'd take that if I was Sydney Uni. Yeah, no, yeah. Right. True. But as I said, but those two fielders, they're only 25 metres apart. Okay, fair enough, he's rocking the ball 85 metres on the field, but you should still be stopping that. Manente to Hunter. He's yorked him. They're going to go for a single chance of a run out of the bowlers, and he's missed. I reckon it would have been gone. Mortimer needs to do what everyone knows that he can. And he's absolutely launch and almost turned stoinous like and just belt <laughs> this ball. De Blasio with these left arm spinners. He's cracked this one. That's a great shot. A sweep for six. The slog sweep. That's the Mortimer we know and love. I must have heard you, Shane. One for I, 33. I put it this way, I would not want to be having my hands anywhere near there because that ball, to be honest, has hurt. gone no more than about three foot off the ground. That's going to hurt <laughs> if you put your hands there. That one actually hurt the fence. It was hit so hard. If you can do that. <laughs> so here goes de Blasio. So Hunter on strike on 15. He's smashed this one, and that's a ripper of a shot as well. Onto the hill near the grandstand here at Dremoyne Oval. Good stuff here by Sydney University. This over, they're really starting to connect now. Okay, the par is 50. They're now 40 with two balls remaining before this game becomes a live match. So these two are just starting to turn it on. De Blasio flights it up. He smashes it down the ground. And Dropped. has he caught that? No, he hasn't on the fence. But it's only a single most importantly. Over to you, Matt Mears. It's Sydney University 1 for 42. Well, said Mosca there. He was the man in the batting innings, but just, just drops a little bit short. I think they're down at, uh, at long off. Important wicket, but just, yeah, unfortunate there for the Sydney Tigers, but you would still have to say they're in the box seat. 69 runs to win, 30 balls for the students to do it in. So, as I said, it is going to be an absolutely close one. As I said, they have eight runs behind the par score, or the, what, the, the par winning score, at the end of five overs. So, not too far behind, but, as I said, they're going to need something big here in the, in the next couple of overs, because you would think that they don't want to leave it all to the last over. Definitely not, but also Mosca, that ball does carry to him. And as he's, as he's rolled, that's when the ball's popped out because after the ball's been thrown back in, you can see him absolutely smack the ground with his hand and boot the fence with his foot here. But we can see Nick Bill's about to come on, bowling right arm over. They've heard you, Shane. They've put him on. First one there gets swung away off the, fa off the top edge. Goes straight to the man, a backward point. And Mortimer has to make his way back to the pavilion for nine. They said they might have been unlucky that last delivery, but Pills uh, comes on and does what Nick Bills does and takes wickets. The dangerous Mortimer now back in the pavilion. Sydney Uni, two for 42 here. One ball gone in the fifth over. Exactly what Kiwi just said before. They need to do one of two things. Fours, sixes, or get out. But unfortunately, yeah, they wouldn't want the wicket there. But if you ever needed a captain's knock, and we've always heard the proverbial, Tim Cummins is walking to the pitch now. And he we can spoke, hit it. We spoke mm. to him last week, and he said he's looking forward to the challenge of playing against the Sydney Tigers. He needs to give us a captain's knock and a big one. 
Well, said he was. He batted six last week. He got that golden duck trying to do that sweep off the first ball. But um, we have seen him score heavily. I believe the game against Penrith, he got 40-odd off, off about 18 deliveries. So we know can do it. he can, can do, do it. it. And he is probably their man for this sort of situation. But it, I think it will be up to the skipper here. And particularly when you got like of Nick Bills coming in, he's gonna, it's going to be A game versus A game. So what can both sides do here as Bills comes into Cummins. First delivery he is going to face and just hits the pad. They run through for a single. Bills wisely holds on to that one. It'll be called a leg by. Uh, Cummins still yet to get off the mark. Two for 43 here. Two balls into the sixth over. Well, we know how good a bowler Nick Bills is. Obviously been playing some second 11 with New South Wales and former Sheffield Shield player, but I believe he's 32 or 33, but he's still going around and able to lead this team by example and offer his experience to all the younger players. But at the moment, Dylan Hunter needs to go absolutely ballistic. Well, he has that short boundary towards the leg side. He needs to be targeting that. They're, they're trying to get their field right. I said there, there is only two fielders out at, at Cow and at, at Long On. He's going to have to bowl out towards that offside, and that's where he goes. But Hunter is up to the task, and it flies away for six onto the hill. So Hunter actually helps the university's women's cricket club as well. Uh, he comes down, receives extra, you know, training, and you know he always meets a mate. But he always comes down earlier to help us out as well. And, you know, whether it's bowling us balls, helping us with our spin bowling, showing us how to hit long boundaries, he's mm, there. He's there. Cool. Well, he's going to have a big job for him today. Bills needs to get on the offside. He does, and it's flashed away. Great shot by Dylan Hunter. Again, the two fielders out there, they go for it. They're only about 15 metres apart. Thread the needle. He's Threading the needle for sure. That's the second one to that longer offside boundary towards the west here at Dremoyne Oval that he's been able to pick the bat. It's absolutely flying off Dylan Hunter's bat at the moment. Nick Bills looks a little bit rocked now. Ten off the last two deliveries. And with the par being 62, only nine runs behind. Can they catch up and match it and even go in front? I said that it'll be it's an important two balls here for the students. What can Hunter deliver? He goes towards the offside, but he's bold. He may have even chopped it on there. He's gone towards the offside, wanting, wanting to target that short leg side boundary. But Bills, he was up to the task. He gets through the defences of Dylan Hunter. He's now gone for 32, and it's three for 53 here. One ball left in the sixth over. Unfortunately... Hunter's chopped it straight onto the off stump there. But you, you can see his intent, and you can't, you can't have a, a bad word about him for having intent to try and get runs for his team. But unfortunately, it wasn't good enough here, but we can now see the next batter coming, coming through for the... Max Hope. Max Hope making his way to the crease. I said, it's... it's that's a big blow there for the students with with um, Hunter getting out, just looking in such good form. That huge six and then that four, it just sounded absolutely perfect coming off that um, middle of that bat. And then he's had to go for it. It's even still behind that par rate. It's gone up now to 63. They need to be in front uh, of this over if they were to come off. It's it is looking a little bit better here. There is no rain, so... 
We expect to get through the 10 overs, but it's going to be a hard one for the students as Bills comes in for his final one and it's cut off the edge there from Hope, his first delivery. They'll scamper through for a single with Hope getting off the mark. Three for 54 here. Target 57 of 24 for the students to win. Not a bad comeback there from from Nick after giving up that six and four in consecutive deliveries to come back in the last two balls to only give up one run. But yet at the moment we can see it's still 63 as your pass score at the moment, but obviously that will be adjusted when this first ball is delivered. But just having a look at it in Jersey 15 for the... Uh, Jason Bethel about to come in in the long sleeve shirt to bowl his what looks like left arm left arm Chinaman. So this could be really interesting here, but he now has the safety of the long boundary if they want to hit two as well with the left hander on strike. Well, you think that uh, if they're discussing tactics, Cummins want to get on strike. His first form in Bethnal right up in the block hole gets hit down the ground. Well in there by the long on fieldsman. Only cut it to one. Hope moves to two. Three for 55 here. Target 111. Well, they were hitting sixes there as Cummins tries to go big onto that onside, but gets bold. He tried to get himself onto that offside to, to play into that short leg side boundary, but good bowling there from Bethel. Sees the timber disturbed yet again. And uh, the student, not a good day here for the students. Four for 57 here. Only 20 deliveries left in this game. I know as much as George is probably going to hate me for asking this question. Mm. Do you think that they played their final last week against Blacktown just getting over the line? I think they did, to be honest. Because at the, at the <laughs> moment... It just, they, they used all that energy. I think they used it up. Because this isn't the Sydney Uni side that... We usually that, see. And teams fear to play against. At the moment, it looks like they're devoid of any any thought, any process in regards to chasing this down. They're just trying to be respectable. It's not the Sydney Uni that we know and love or in some clubs hate. Well, well how big's the loss of Larkin and, and Kerr to big bass duties? Huge. Very, very big. It's big. Well, McEldriff, here's the new batter coming in at number six. He's still two deliveries left in this over, and again, he tries to go to that offside. No siders for him. Tries to get the left-arm spinner into that short leg-side boundary, but uh, misses everything. Goes straight through the keeper in Bo McClintock. Had the, had the right idea, but just couldn't keep up, couldn't catch up to the ball. Bethnal, five balls, one for three. How can he close out this over? And again, hits the stumps. Tries to get too fancy there. Mackledoff with that run rate now up to 17. He had to try something, but uh, great bowling by the left arm spinner. Takes that middle stump again. And if it was, uh, if Kiwi Viz was looking sad and sorry before, well, I don't think the students wanted to want to see it now. Five for 57 here. That's the end of seven overs. They need 54 off 18 balls to win this game. If Kiwi was here, I'd say it would be Sydney Tigers 99. Are you keeping the hope? You or super one. over? Super <laughs> no, over. No, There's and the super one. over in there. Super and over's going to be in there. No, there'd be no super over here. It's going to be... But then again, as you discussed before the inning started, it was going to go one of two ways. It'll be chased down and be close. 
it would be Thunder-esque at the moment. Well, it's Thunder-esque. Doing better than the Thunder at this point. <laughs> no, they got rolled for 65 last night. Well, 15. I was comparing it to the 15. Oh, <laughs> oh that one. Oh, that, that particular one. But, I mean, with a big total, like was already said, there are three ways that Sydney Union can approach it. They can be aggressive, defensive, or conservative. And, unfortunately, we are bordering on... Yeah, it just bends back a little bit. Doesn't cartwheel as Hope hits this one big and gone. Great catch at deep mid-wicket. That one wasn't sailing over the fence, not quite out of the middle of the bat towards that long leg side boundary for the left-hander. But as I said, if the, that's probably the final nail in the coffin there. Yeah. Hope goes for seven. Glenn Denning picks up his first one. Six for 65 here with 46 still required from the students off nine deliveries. They can start riding on the trophy now. But I think that check there. The hopefully, hopefully Shane Evans will go and uh, try and get some coverage of that uh, presentation for us at the end of the game. They'll come back for two, and that's quite clearly out. Of it. Not much uh, decision there from the umpire. Maladay's run out for four. Seven for 71 here. One ball left in this game. Well, at least the run rate went down to 123. <laughs> down. <laughs> Mate, that's something you never want to see on the school. Good man. Along, along with Lomas Futurin, Bowler Perry. <laughs> Had that not. Wasn't fun. that here? Yes, no. it was. And it wouldn't, was it be, would, wouldn't it be more like Lomas Futurin batting to one, S, one SJ Johnson? Okay, with the amount of times I've heckled her, I'm surprised I haven't worn one in my badge yet. Seriously. I went out to bat. I did my leave. She's like, Marnus, when did you get here? I was like, oh, settle down. <laughs> Please. Well, so Devlin Maloney, was the, he was the man last week. He hit the winning run off the final delivery. Coming out to face the final delivery here. I don't know if he can get 40. It's going to be a lot of no balls. We'll see as Menenti comes in here. Malone just swipes it down the ground. Almost a tennis shot more than anything. They'll look for two, but not there. And as you hear in the background, that's the Sydney Tigers. They have won the 22-23 Kingsgrove Sports Centre T20 Cup by 30, oh, 38 runs here. As I said, a big win here for the Tigers here on their home ground. Sydney University bridesmaids yet again. Yeah, yeah. After losing it last year to uh, to uh, losing last year to the Randy Peets, but you can hear the Tigers' chants coming in the background. But um, as I said Shane Evans, they're just shaking hands with everybody, so we'll give them a sec. Oh, we've got someone. No, we do have someone. We'll throw out to Shane Evans right now. Yeah, hey guys. Got one of the successful players here, Nick Bills. Nick, first of all, congratulations. It's been a while since we've had a chance to catch up. Mate, brilliant batting by young Mosca out there. And then... <laughs> he's, young, he's, not he's younger young than Shane. me. I've, so everyone's there. But, but then to defend 111 with that bowling superb from all your side, thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I think any time you can, in a 10-over game, have 110 defend. Uh, you've got a few runs on the board, but you've still got to be clinical. Sydney Union are a good side. They've played plenty of finals and won plenty of finals. So I think outstanding work by AJ and supported by a few blokes through the middle as well. And then uh, the bowlers to finish the job for, what was it, 72. So. OK, what did, what did Daniel Smith say to you at half-time? Because 
I know you've obviously been waiting around for two hours to get on, to go in the shed to the 110. I'm assuming he's probably calm, collected, unlike the player we used to know him as. Am I fairly close? Yeah, absolutely. I think his biggest message to us was just make sure you hold your nerve. In a 10-over game with a short side, you're going to get hit for boundaries. Balls are going to go over the, over the fence, but the team that can hold their nerve, stay calm under pressure, is going to come away with the choppies at the end of the day. Well, I'll let you go, Nick. Speaking of Daniel Smith, I've got him about to come walk over. Congratulations again. Once again, yeah, got head coach here, Daniel Smith, also assistant coach of the, the Sydney Thunder. Daniel, congratulations, mate. To defend 110 with that type of bowling, you must be absolutely thrilled. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, any time you go into the final, there's a couple of nerves, but uh, the young blokes and a couple of old boys pulled their finger out and had a fantastic day out. So um, it's fine reward for this playing group who worked their backside off all year so far, and uh, a little bit of silverware is always nice. Nick was saying your half-time was basically for the players to hold their nerve, the bowlers to bowl tight lines and all that. Fairly close. Spot on. I think it's a, it's a game that can happen really, really fast and those that get caught up in emotion and play on emotion sort of struggle. So you take the extra three or four seconds to stay relaxed. You generally execute your skills, which our boys did extremely well today. Well, mate, you go and get that trophy off Harry Solomons and that $12,000 check. Congratulations to Sydney Tigers, Kingsgrove T20, 2022-23 champions. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. Thanks to Nick Bills and to Dan Smith for having a chat to us. Uh, um, well, they will try and get uh, it presented shortly, but we cross back over to Shane Evans. He's got another special guest with him here. I definitely have there, guys. Well, we always talk about the Kingsgrove T20. Well, then I thought, well, who's the best person in any of you? Might as well go straight to the top of the Kingsgrove Sports Centre family, Harry Solomons. Harry, once again... All the clubs appreciate the time and the effort that you put into this. Obviously, also the prize money. From your perspective, what do you like seeing happen out of it every year? Uh, well, I'd like, the, I'd like to see us continue with the sponsorship, if possible, if New South Wales cricket would have us. And uh, I'd like to see uh, a lot more entertaining cricket and uh, probably... Maybe, uh, uh, maybe as someone suggested, probably Brian suggested uh, that we we uh, make this a competition where we can play uh, during the weekday or in the evenings, mm. where there'll be more people to watch and you know more people can come because now times are changing and uh, you know Sundays are becoming tough for for families. Yeah, well, we all know that. Everything's changing, lots of work, family. You've got to take care of them as well. But as I said, for the amount of years that you've been donating the, the finances and having this competition named after you, I used to remember I've umpired a couple of games for Kingsgrove T20 when I started umpiring. So that's how far back it goes. But all I can say is, mate, for yourself, thank you very much for your for your time that you give up for all of us. Most of us here have got something from Kingsgrove Sport, be it a bat, be it a bag, and all of that. Your son Hamish does very well also, but from all of us at Triple H and fans in general, thank you very much for all the time that you thank give you. us and the excitement that you allow us to be able to come and broadcast this game and have some fun. It's certainly a pleasure. Cricket has been good to us, and we're there because of the cricket and because of the support we get from the public and the cricketing public. So it's always a pleasure, and let's hope we go on for a long time to come. Once again, Harry, Harry Solomon, thank you very much.
Yeah, thanks, Shane. I don't think anybody can say in the cricket fraternity can say a, a bad word about uh, Harry Solomon, Kiwi Mick. Just to my right, yeah, up here on to my left, if you wouldn't mind, please. Oh, well, Uncle Roy's getting ready for the presentation, but just before he does, we just yeah, we'll just say that yeah, he is a great man. The, the things he do, goes out of the way, he doesn't. Ha he obviously he does get a lot of business from us cricketers, but he doesn't have to do things like this. But to to sponsor and and to have this competition and, and offer that prize money, it's just it's absolutely unbelievable. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending the presentation. I'd like Brian presentation this, this afternoon. Brian is a member of the committee of. Warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Roy, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the first thing I think we should say is uh, uh, the two teams put on a great performance this afternoon in very, very trying conditions. I think, first of all, we should give them both a hearty round of applause. A few thank yous. I, I think we can say very clearly that uh, the grounds in the that uh, make up the Sydney Cricket Association um, have improved dramatically over the years and none has been any better than Dremoyne Oval. I don't believe the curators are here today but I think we can uh, we'd ask Alan or someone to pass on to them our congratulations for again presenting this ground in such good conditions under very trying conditions. So well done to the, our curators. I know other people will uh, will say thank you to Harry Solomons. Um, in a moment, but on behalf of the Sydney Cricket Association, we are indebted to Harry for his generosity for, I think this is the eighth year in a row that he has, he has uh, sponsored this uh, this competition. And Harry's always the first to put his hand in his pocket and he's been a great servant uh, of, uh, of the game right throughout the state of New South Wales. So Harry, on behalf of everybody, well done and thank you. Moving quickly to the presentations before the rain arrives, uh, the first one, is the player of the match, and uh, that has been will be decided or has been decided by the umpires. And I'll ask them now to uh, announce the winner and uh, and uh, and present the trophy. Uh, Roberto will will uh, will, uh, will decide who the winner is. Thanks, Roberto. Uh, thanks, Brian. Um, just a few thank yous from Troy and myself. Um, thank you to Matt, the curator, for all his work today. Um, to get the ground up and ready for, for the match today. Um, thank you again to Harry for his sponsorship of the competition. Um, it's really valuable for everyone in this competition, not only for players, but for umpires as well. Um, thank you to the SCA and Roy for running the competition and organising it so well. Um, our scorers today, Ian and John, thank you for your time and your efforts um, scoring today. To Darren, the match referee, thank you for your time. Um, today is really appreciated and thank you to Bo um, and Tim for your understanding today with the wet weather. It made it a lot easier for us with your understanding and thank you very much. Um, congratulations to Sydney and to Sydney Uni for getting to this match. Um, Troy and I have come to the decision that the player of the match is AJ Mosca from Sydney. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt with that decision. Um, great innings by, by uh, Mosca, 62 off 31 deliveries, five sixes, two fours. He really set up the game for uh, the Sydney Tigers. To uh, remind them of this, but this is the sixth time they've been runner-up in this competition. Um, I don't know what I should say about that, Tim, but 
bad luck, but your turn will certainly come. I would ask you now to come on just say a few words and then accept uh, the runners-up check from, from Harry. Thanks, Brian. Uh, remind us of uh, being perennial bridesmaids. But, uh, um, yeah, well done. Firstly, well done to Bo and um, Dan and Sydney. And, and um, yeah, you're too good today and um, been the benchmark in the competition for a good decade now. So um, well-deserved and, um, yeah, enjoyed the night. Too good. Uh, yeah, secondly, I'd like to um, thank uh, Roy um, and Harry for putting on the competition. We love playing it, um, and so kudos, thank you. Um, well done to the groundsmen, uh, well done to Roberto and Troy, thanks for having us. Um, yeah, it was a, well done to get a day, day's play in. Um, and then lastly, um, uh, I know it's a bit, bit of pill losing in the final, but we've had a really good season, and we should be really proud of what we've, um, what we've done. Um, so thanks, well done to, um, yeah, uh, Sydney Union, and thanks to the Uni Army as well. Um, you're always uh, uh, very avid followers and travellers, so well done. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, due to technical and time restraints, we weren't able to get the last bits of that presentation there. But congratulations to the Sydney Tigers, winners of the 2022-23 Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup Final Comprehensive 38-run winners over Sydney University. And the Sydney University, well... It was all too much to do over the 10 overs. And only Dylan Hunter really standing up with the bat. 32 off, 19. Some blistering shots there and a glimmer of hope being demonstrated. But it was all too much for the students to reel it in. The pick of the bowlers, Nick Bills, 2 for 19 off his two overs. Jacob Bethel getting two wickets off his one over for just three runs. And Jack Nisbet only conceding seven runs off his single over as well. A very good performance with the ball all round from the Sydney Tigers. And Anthony Mosca, of course, a worthy winner of the player of the final for the 2022-23 Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup final. Well, that is stumps here on Splinters. Congratulations to the Sydney Tigers. Once again, your winners of the 2022-23 Kingsgrove Sports T20 Cup final and you have been listening to it here on Splinters on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts with thanks to Cricket New South Wales and for all the clubs who have hosted us throughout this season. And on behalf of Kiwi Mick Reinish, Matt Mears, Shane Evans and Georgia Lomas Futuran, for the last time for the Kings Row Sports T20 Cup Final for this season, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.